Hi friends, welcome to Bar of the Conference. I'm your host, Derek Scott III. You may have noticed that we haven't released any new episodes over the last couple of weeks. That was kind of intentional. You know, I work with an incredible team that uh, makes Bar of the Conference possible. And we've released a new episode every week of this year, with the exception of two. We've only missed two weeks of the many weeks. And let me just name, it wasn't because of anybody on the team. It was because of things happening with me that we missed those weeks. Um, and I'm just so grateful for these, these folks who are working with me on this podcast. And so I just felt like we needed a few weeks to rest and to breathe. We're also engaged in campus ministry in some interesting ways. And so um, if you know anyone who is in campus ministry or related to campus ministry, you know that the middle and end of August is just a season of burning the candle at both ends. And so as we are preparing for the fall semester, both in the ministry that I'm a part of, as well as just the lives of the folks that I work with, I just thought that it'd be good for us to let this time be sort of an ending of season one. And so as I thought about ending season one, and yes, we're ending season one, but season two is coming. We've got new new interviews coming to you and some cool extra stuff that we're going to be doing with Bar of the Conference as well um, in the next uh, few weeks. But as I thought about ending season one, I just thought that it might be good for me to reflect out loud on what this podcast has uh, done for me. I went back and listened to some of the first episodes that we released back in January. And y'all, I got to tell you, this is not what I thought this podcast was going to be. <laughs> not at all. I mean, I really thought that this was going to be a very metho nerdy, very polity and legislative driven, you know, breaking news kind of show. Because that stuff really does kind of buzz my brain. But I'll tell you, um, these stories, listening to the stories of these individuals and thinking about how these stories are shaping the future of our denomination, it warmed my heart. Yes, I did say that. <laughs> it really did. These stories really have warmed my heart in a way that I did not expect. You know, in one in one sense of it, it's the diversity of these stories. It's it's that the folks that have said yes to being on the podcast, they they come from different geographic locations. They come with different theological commitments, different social commitments as well and but listening to their stories did something to me. I mean, listening to the ways that God's provenient grace has moved in their life and brought them to the United Methodist Church, each of them different, right? Like not a single story is the same as another. And you can even see the ways that some stories kind of bump into another. And man, if both folks are sitting in the same room, they might not be able to be able to find their points of connection as easily as others. But these stories have really um, done something to me and have really shaped how I think about our church. It's also been an interesting gift, a true gift, actually, 
many of my guests at, at when we're finished with the interview, which you just need to know the raw data of this these interviews are like at least an hour, 45 minutes, if not two hours long. I'll never put all of that stuff out into the world. But um it, it you know, you sit two hours with a person listening to them tell their story, you feel the gift of it. But so many of the guests have said at the end of the interview, thank you for this. Thank you for listening and for giving me a chance to tell my story. Being a part of this podcast has um, really shaped me in some specific ways. And I think in one way that it shaped me is that it really makes me think about how I look at people, particularly United Methodist. I, and I'll only speak for myself, I have realized the ways that I have judgments about individuals in our church that are based on a, a tweet or a Facebook post or one line in an article or their name on pieces of legislation, or even that they signed up to be a part of this group or that group. And that's where my judgments come from. And I'm convicted, especially when I think about walking into the general conference space in 2024. When I walk into that space and I see individuals who may have their commitments literally on their person so that we see them well. Or maybe they're walking away from someone who has expressed an opinion that is opposing their mind. I am convicted to not run to my judgments, but to ask a question about their story, to, to really wonder what was the journey that brought them into United Methodism, and that even brought them to the place where they are in their theological and social commitments. Listening to these stories has actually pulled me away from social media. I was not expecting this at all. I mean, y'all, you need to just realize that I am the guy who used to get on Twitter or the app formerly known as Twitter, but get on, I put in hashtag UMC in the search bar, and I would look at the latest posts from people um, in, in that category, and I would do this at least three times a day. That's who I, well, that's who I was. <laughs> um, in fact, some people counted on me to do that. But the more I begin to listen to these stories, the more I begin to be less fulfilled by a tweet and less informed by someone's comment of another tweet. I mean, I still look at the app formerly known as Twitter and I'm still paying attention to what's being said online, but not nearly to the extent that I used to. I mean, I feel like I know so much more now about the state of the UMC in the Philippines and the ways that my siblings in Africa think about the future of the church. I feel like I know more, more substantial information, better data about what we need to do and how we stay together, not because of social media, but because of these, these stories that I've been listening to. I even 
have a desire to listen to people who I really disagree with, like deeply. And all I really want to do is now get them into this podcast room and just be like, hey, tell me your story. Because I feel like I'm going to learn things about them that's going to help me draw closer to them in friendship and to be able to be with them in ministry and mission. Which means that I'm also now shaped because of this podcast to want more time with people. I I mean, I, again, campus ministry for many years for me. So my, my MO has been sitting down at coffee with college students for at least an hour and just doing that all day. That's sort of the, the world I've always lived in. But now I, whenever I go to a United Methodist space, I'm kind of wanting to like get there a little bit early and not book up my schedule with so many meetings because I just want to sit and hear people's stories. And I realized that in order to listen well, we need time. We can't listen well in sound bites. We can't listen well in little bits and pieces, but we need time to listen, to let people say things again, to let people clarify where they are and how they got there. So I, I am amazed at the ways Bar of the Conference has shaped me, but oh my gosh, it has. So as we're ending season one and getting ready to launch season two, I wanna say thank you to a few folks. First, I gotta say thank you to the team that I work with, um, these young adults that are bringing their best energy and brightest ideas to the table as we try to create content. A lot of that content um, is through Studio Wesley, which is our ministry to college age young adults in the digital space. but. We also have this platform, Wesley's Revival, um, that we're doing a lot of stuff for the wider church. And so let me first say thank you to Neil McMichael. <laughs> Neil is not only the writer of the theme music that you hear whenever you start a Bar of the Conference episode, but he is also the primary engineer for all of these episodes. I cannot tell you the number of late nights and early mornings and long hours through the day that we have spent just trying to get these episodes right. And Neil has been with me every step of the way, every revision, every, okay, let's go back and try that again. Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't get the right edit in there. Ah, Neil has been with me every step of the way and he's such an incredible human and such an incredible talent. And so I'm just so grateful and I just wanna say thank you to Neil um, for all that he has done for Bar of the Conference. I've also got to thank Michael Miyako, who's the graphic designer behind the artwork related to this podcast. And y'all, I mean, I think you can tell he is incredibly talented and just so good at what he does, but he's also kind of a genius. And so I do hope that you one day get to experience the greatness that is Michael Miyako, because he's awesome. But I wanted to say thank you to him. I also got to say thank you to Allison Corin, who is my partner in crime and all of the work that we do. I mean, literally, Allison is the one that makes it all possible. Um, and I'm just now realizing that I owe Allison a response to a Slack message. And so I'm going to do that as soon as I'm done recording this. Uh, but I'm just grateful to you, Allison, and so thankful that we're in ministry together. And then there are members of my team who don't work directly with Bar of the Conference, but the work that they do in other parts of our ministry um, actually make this podcast possible. So shout outs to Michael Yerrick and Sydney Buchanan and Andrew Foreman and Sydney Strymer, 
they're doing other stuff, but the stuff that they're doing actually helps the whole workflow and it makes projects like this one possible. Y'all, I've got an incredible team of young adults. And I, I, get, I say that, young adults. I work with young adults in this work, folks who are college age or just on the other side of college. And this fall, we're bringing in five interns to join us in this work of mostly creating content for college age young adults. It's just such a joy to be in ministry with these individuals, these young adults. They are my favorite group of people to work with. Um, and so I just want to say thank you to all of you for all of the work that you've done. Let me also thank the guests who have come on this podcast. It can be quite scary to step into a podcast room and just tell your story. And these individuals who have been a part of these interviews have trusted me and my team to hear their stories and to put their stories out into the world in the most honest way. And I, I just cannot thank all of you enough for trusting us. You have made Bar of the Conference what it is. So to every single guest who has sat with me for an hour 45 or close to two hours or more, thank you. Thank you for letting me hear your stories and thanks for the opportunity, the privilege to share them with everyone else. And finally, I want to thank you all, the listeners. Um, you know, to date, we're at 5,300 listens to this podcast total. And I just need you to know, I thought that we would be hitting the 2,500 mark at the end of 2023. So to be that, that far down the line with that many folks who have listened to these episodes, I just overwhelmed with gratitude. Um, thanks for listening. Thanks for sending comments to me. Thanks for sharing the episode. So as we get ready to launch season two, and I'm super stoked about season two, y'all. I think it's going to be great. I'm just praying that um, we'll continue to bring the stories that are shaping the future of our church. The stories of those who will walk into the bar of General Conference and because of the stories that they're bringing, they will look at legislation in a specific way. They will speak at the mic from a very specific place, and they will engage in holy conferencing, hopefully with the desire to hear other stories of those in that space. I'm hoping that we'll continue to bring stories of those who, while they might not be general conference delegates, they are people who are influencing the future of our church, they're folks who sit in rooms where decisions are made. They're occupying pews and pulpits where United Methodists are discerning calls to ministry. They're serving and leading and laboring and praying and worshiping. And in that being the hands and feet, heart and life of Jesus, that is the story of our church. So thanks again for joining us on this journey. And I'm looking forward to season two, as I said. And um, yes, as always, I do hope that you've got your notebooks. And I hope that you've got that choice beverage. Thanks for listening to Bar of the Conference. Mm -hmm.